When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. We've got a big show here. Uh, before we get going, I just want to thank everyone for listening and uh, downloading. And wherever you got this show, uh, you know, whatever platform you're using, please make sure and subscribe to the feed and and like us and give us a five-star review. It, it helps grow the network and helps keep us going, and we really appreciate it. And also consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, just five bucks a month patreon.com backslash fight game media you get uh, all kinds of shows at least one a day from uh, all the different hosts at fight game media covering all kinds of different stuff and uh, uh you know there's even other perks and uh and we got the discord going now as well um and there's even a patreon section of the discord that where you can interact with the hosts and the other people in fight game media and it's a lot of fun and uh just it's only five bucks a month and really really appreciate the support um, so Ryan, as uh, you know, and uh, as most people listening, I'm sure know, I was at UFC 285 in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, and we got a got a pretty good show, uh, pretty memorable. Um, I thought, like, as the show was going, like at the beginning, like it was, you know, just kind of a show, and you know, not not much going on, and and it kind of kicked into gear when Ian Gary came out. Um, you know, and, and we got our first like huge pop of the night and there's obviously a lot of fans there to see him. And, um, and then it just kind of, um, it kind of grew from there. And then the main card was, you know, I, I it really delivered and, uh, you know, and, and we got the return of John Jones after, uh, three years, uh, and, um, you know, he last fought on 
He saw his, was it the last pay-per-view before the pandemic? Uh, n- next to last. Next, next to last. last. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and, and this was his return and uh, he fought, he's moved up to heavyweight and he's, he's a heavyweight. Like, I don't think he's getting back to, to 205 ever. Oh, um, no, no, no. Looking at him, he can get back to 205. You think so? Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's big. He's big, and yeah, he did have a little bit of uh, Lean, leans himself leans himself out a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Get, you know, be two thirty. He, he that's to say, that I don't think he's gonna. Um, but yeah. you know, he but he uh, so he is the new UFC um, heavyweight champion, as uh, as as I'm sure you're all aware. Um, just uh, basically, just wa- walked through Cyril gone like he was nothing, and um, he. Uh, he at the very beginning of the fight, gone hit him with a low blow, and uh, and then you know Jones kind of shook that off, no problem. Didn't I didn't even, didn't seem like he took much time, and uh, if any, and then he basically was able to take gone down like we kind of knew he would. I didn't think he would do it that quickly, and uh, and he he stopped on a guillotine choke and gone tapped uh, almost immediately. Um, you had a line about the French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, surrendering uh which i thought was funny and uh yeah i think they, i said i think i said the french the french surrender quickly again yeah yeah and uh and rightfully so he uh and and then he cut this promo afterwards he's just so happy he's just happy lucky john jones he's he's with his fiance and kissing her and just loves god and loves everyone and he was a huge baby face in the building like you know i I, I there must there might have been some booze, but it, it was like ninety percent positive for Jones, um, and uh, and and yeah, and he he's a champ, and he's he called himself. He said one last thing at the end of his thing. He's a bah! you know, meaning he's the goat, and uh, yeah, he's he, and and Dana White in the press conference after was just you know he was beaming, um, and he uh, you know he talked about. The specifically related to Jones, we'll talk about some of the other stuff he said as we go through this report. But he um, he says that Jones is is the best ever. Uh, he d- wonders how big he could have been if not for his personal issues, and not necessarily big as in terms of fighting, but in terms of like being a larger than life personality that he should be. He should be like a Tiger Woods, and then he's not uh, because of that other stuff. So that was interesting that he went there. He said he was worried that Jones wasn't, you know, he wanted him to go right back to New Mexico. And then one of the reporters pointed out that he has an after party on the strip and he was like, he rolled his eyes and then they asked him if he was worried. And he's like, yeah. So, you know, they're not really hiding from, from any of that. Um, he said he was asked about Nganu and whether he would try to make that fight again. And he's like, no, he said, we won't, we tried to make it for three years. Francis doesn't want the fight. And he says, frankly, I don't think it would have gone any differently than this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're laughing. Tell me the real story there. Three three years ago, he he was saying John Jones should move to 185 to avoid fighting Francis Ngannou. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, come on, Dana. Nobody called him on it. Dana's full full of shit. I know he's and always nobody called him on it. I got to tell you, man this this press conference. There was probably 60 people there, um, maybe more, um, and uh, and and I mean, other than Kevin Ioli. And maybe like one other person, they were just fans, um, and they're happy to. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Okay, don't no, don't get they, me wrong. They, they aren't. They no, are. they're. I know, I know the they're, regulars. Yeah, yeah they're, they're legit journalists. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, but and I'm talking about the ones that ask questions. 
they come off like fans the way they're asking the questions like they have legitimate questions in some cases and you know there's certain things they want to know but they're they don't really call him on anything you know what i mean and and then like there's one guy who was talking about how much he loved power slap and, and all this stuff it's like i don't know but you know i and and cyril gone was you know he he talked for a little while and one thing that it never dawned on me i think it's because i just watched the any biography on uh, hulk hogan and andre the giant he sounds exactly like andre the giant when he talks it's it's freaky um, I know, I know they're both from France, but and the, you know, deep voices and stuff. But it, it was kind of freaked me out a little bit. But um, he seemed fine, and you know, he, he didn't. You know, he just thinks that you know he had a bad game plan, and uh, he didn't didn't really talk about an injury. I know there was speculation that he had a broken hand, and certainly if he did, that would explain some stuff. But it, it, I don't think it was broken. I think it was just not fully healed from surgery. He had surgery five months ago. I, I just don't think it was fully healed is what it is. Yeah. Um, Stipe was there at ringside and, uh, <laughs> yeah, looking like a librarian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about that. Well, talk about it. Talk about it. It, it. might have been stuff. It it, it's, it's on the overall story. But, yeah, yeah. going back to John, John real quick. On his yeah, you, you could talk about yeah. your thoughts on the fight. Yeah, and, yeah. And that. Going back to John on his after party, he, he did an Instagram story right afterwards. He said, he said, I went to the after party. I was there for the required amount of time that the contract stated, and he <laughs> left. So, like, he went there, but, you know, you, you, these guys get paid a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. A ton yeah. of money for that stuff, and and from everything I know about his after-party appearance, he went there, he got on stage with Steve Aoki, he stayed for whatever it was, an hour that he had to, and he left and went back to his room. And Really? And, yeah. Do so you think he's really turned a new leaf? I, I've heard he's quit drinking. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I've heard he's quit drinking, uh, and I've heard, and from things I've seen, you know, if you follow him on Instagram stories, I know you're not in big into that. No, uh, but I do. He's one of the few fighters I follow. Into that, but uh, you know, if you actually watch the stories on a daily basis, he seems lately to have taken more of that father role, like far more than he has in the past. Of being there Talk, with his he kids, talked about his kids. Of uh, being there, the like with his yeah. kids and going to his ch- kids' events and and all them and spending time with them far, you know, far more than he did did in the past. I think, you know, this is to me. I think this is new John Jones. You know? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, you you would hope hope so when you get to thirty five. Like like if you haven't grown up by that age, and and there's a few people who haven't. You know, well, and, I, you know, it took me till I was twenty seven. I'll be honest, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, and, you know, and I had two kids already and, yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. but all the stuff he's been, profile been, been through and it's, you know, and yeah. honestly, like it's time, you know, he doesn't have many years left, left to make this money. So get in, get out, get out. We'll talk more about that on a question, question yeah. later that we have. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but his perform, like, you know, he, who would have thought that, that, uh, that he missed three years with the way that he looked. He just made it look easy. Like made Cyril Gunn look like an amateur. Did you see that video? Video? Yes. That, yes. That the I Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cejudo. Yeah. I showed it to a bunch of people actually. Cejudo specifically told John and specifically coached him that exact move that happened. Like yeah. Cejudo 
Like he, like yeah, you've like talked I, about him. I've talked yeah. about him. Like he's going to be a tremendous coach, and like that, like that, just like he knew how it was going to go, how it was going to go, and was coaching John, John to be prepared for that. Like it's crazy, but yeah, but yeah, John did, just did. I I don't know if I told you, but when I was at the the uh, the official weigh-ins, yeah. um, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm like I'm about in the middle of the room and I'm watching and the Jones comes out and you know and people the media had been really quiet you know the whole time like you expect, always you've quiet, been there yeah. yeah and then you know when Jones comes out all of a sudden I hear I hear some clapping and then I'm like yeah. the greatest you know you go John you get him and stuff and I'm like. I'm just like rolling my eyes. I'm like, come on, guys. And then I look behind me to, to where it was coming from, and it was Cejudo. Yeah. <laughs> any, noise, any noise that happens at the official weigh-ins, it's from like the yeah. camps and all that. that are. Yeah, but I didn't people. realize it because it hadn't happened at all, yeah. like all, yeah. all day. So yeah, all morning. They, they, they allow like the, cam- you yeah. know, the camps and all the corners and all that to come come stand behind, you know, a certain I did see him walk thing. in. He, he, he brought his little kid. He brought his kid in with him, yeah, and so. he was talking to some of the reporters, and he was – you know, he talked to John Morgan for a little while, and uh, and then there was a female reporter that seemed to like really know his kid and was was really you know. But then, yeah, he went to the back. But yeah, he uh, yeah he was he was there, and uh, you know he they're they're definitely uh, you know moving towards that Sterling fight. Yeah, um, although that that's happening, it's already done deal. All right, cool. So yeah, uh, but but, but, I, but back I, to. Quick, yeah. Back to John and Stipe. Stipe, yeah. you didn't see this because you were you were probably headed to the press conference, but but John yeah. is sitting there inside the octagon, literally trying to build up the fight with Stipe. Stipe, you know, basically, you know, calling him out, basically almost essentially inviting him into the octagon, you know, to try to build the fight. And they show Stipe, and he's just sitting there with, like, the most expressionless look. I saw that. On I his face. Saying, yeah. yeah. Face, looking like an absolute dweeb, not responding <laughs> to anything, acting like he's not paying a, paying attention. attention. And then he does an interview with Megan O'Leary where he basically says nothing at yeah. all it's like it's that like, i didn't see you, but i did i like did see you, that when they yeah, panned to him yeah, yeah you wonder why you never became that big draw <laughs> steve it's because you just have no fucking person like he has he has that redneck personality when he talks but he doesn't he doesn't do anything like like yeah. there's like it's it's you know like people like you have to force him to do something and even then he doesn't do it it's like it's like dude like like you've cost yourself so much money by just being this expressionless dope you know <laughs> it's just like uh, come on dude like john is literally inviting you in there to to you know you know the then you know still the fight to make outside of nagano which i don't think that fight is ever going to be dead i don't no, think no no yeah i, I you know i mean i I'm sure if you, you know, like Dana's probably pretty mad at Francis <laughs> right now, but you know, at at some point if he comes back, they'll make that fight. Yeah. What I, I like, like I said, it doesn't matter whether Dana says never. It matters what Hunter Campbell says because yeah. Dana, because Dana doesn't have to deal with everybody. He doesn't ever have to deal with Nagano for the rest of his life. Life if he doesn't want to. He he always talked about, you know, I don't deal with the D. Diaz is I let Hunter deal with him like like he Dana doesn't have to deal with any fighter you know maybe mm-hmm. Connor that but that's about it that's about it Hunter Campbell's the one who does all the work so like like it's a matter of what Hunter Hunter 
wants. And I know Hunter still wants that fight and he's still going to try to make it. And I'm, you know, and Nagano, bless his heart. He's not going to get what he wants outside of, no. outside of there outside. So, so, I mean, you know, he's, he's, his, his combat sports career is either over or he's fighting in the UFC again. Like that's his only two options. At exactly. this point, at this point, now the one, you know, somebody with our buddy Mike Gilbert was bringing up to me, uh, Brock Lesnar, and <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot of money to get Brock to do that, to do that, and I told Mike, Mike, like it's certainly always on the table, and Brock would do it if you meet his asking price, but unfortunately, I don't think Endeavor will ever match that asking price. I mean, it's probably it's probably double what it yeah. was the last time they tried to make this fight. It's probably fifteen million, which is I was you know, thinking I was thinking twenty, but yeah. yeah. But Lorenzo would make it in a heartbeat, but not Endeavor. Even yeah. even though as we saw as we saw this past week, you know when they were doing their public earnings call and talking about how you know it's the biggest UFC year ever ever and how all the revenues revenues went up but the fighter pay line was at an all-time low which is funny because dana was also doing an interview with those those uh barstool guys and saying that you know you know fighters make make more than their contract and all this and that and he knows they're not going to call him out on it he goes like i would never tell real media this because real media is going to call you out on it because they know it's bullshit <laughs> yeah what um, i have talked to several fighters and and several fighters have told me yes sometimes they make more than they're contracted but there's been times they only make what they're contracted it's not yeah it's not an every single time situation so. What um? So they're claiming they had the highest revenue year ever last their, year. Their their biggest year ever as far wow. as as far as revenue because lots of sponsorships. Yeah, and t- so TV, even with the TV, low pay per TV, TV rights escalating is you know the low pay per they they get fixed fixed amount. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I yeah I don't even know why I didn't. Yeah, I know that. I don't know. I just I blanked for a second. Yeah, you're right. So so there's no incentive for them to to bring in. Now, would an ESPN kick in the extra money to bring in a Brock? Do you think that's 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 the that's the question? Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. I'm sure they do, and I'm sure there's like, I'm sure they give incentives for certain. For certain numbers hit, if you feature a certain, you know certain what the other like. one is. You know what the other one is, and I don't think it'll ever happen. But I think another Cormier fight would do big business. Yeah, it ain't never gonna happen though. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. It's but like, would you know? Would yeah? I don't think like he doesn't need the money. So, um, you know, I, I yeah, that's and and there's there's probably isn't enough money for him to get back in the cage with John. Yeah, Cormier's in his forties with a blown out back. He ain't ever yeah. going to do it again. All right. Um. So the the one thing I want to say too about this is there's probably a lot of fans that got this show and hadn't really you know, maybe bought a lot of shows recently, like, you know, maybe a year, year and a half, like since the last Connor fight, like there's probably a lot of people that haven't bought a show since the Connor fight and the last Connor fight, which was in late 2021. Yeah. Mid-2021, at, yeah. yeah. Mid 2021. So gone is kind of an unknown to a lot of those people. And I bet you that people come out of this thinking that like, he's nothing. You know what I mean? Like they don't realize like how good he actually is and how impressive it is that Jones beat him because he beat him so quickly. So like, do you think there's anything to that? I don't, I don't know. 
Okay. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, they, they did say that this was the most talked about UFC yeah. event on social media ever. So. Yeah, they said that. They said Dana talked about how he had a million likes for every tweet, you know, tweet or or Instagram post they made about this, but they never talked about pay per view buys. And the funny thing is, is w- usually when it's a big show, that's the first thing he mentions. Uh, in the past, when they were able to get like data from like the pre order, their own data from pre orders based on based on people ordering through through you know like ufc.com yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always kind of use that as a trend but now with espn and they've never they've never really had like a a huge sense going in and i don't i don't think they want to overplay or play i thought okay. I, I thought 700k was probably the goal yeah we well we talked about that last yeah. week and and i was thinking you know it would be higher but i just i don't know the fact that he would he didn't talk about any of that um, and, and, you know, the funny thing is, is I, if I was going to ask a question and I could have, like, they asked like literally anybody, you know, yeah. like they, you know, they were far like people beside me and stuff. Like I could have asked a question yeah. and I would have asked about that. I would have said, have you got any early indications of numbers, you know, in terms of what this did, um, you know, you know, and, and I'll, you know, and see if he would have answered it. Um, but I, I didn't, I just didn't see the point, you know, it was, it would have been a fair question. Oh, I think so. But it just like, I, again, I wasn't, you know, cause I figured I'm just going to get a bullshit answer anyway. So there's, you know, uh, but uh, I, I left after, after Dana. So if, I don't know if John came out after that, but it was already 11 o'clock and I wanted to get back to my room. So um, did you, did Jones come out to talk to me? He, he did. And I don't really, you know, he, he called Francis Nagano pussy again. Okay, and just and just said he was going to beat the crap out of Stepe, and yeah, I don't remember much else he said. That probably, yeah. Dana was there for a good like half hour though. So. Yeah, yeah. Dana on pay per view night, pay per view nights. You know when there's a lot of lot of stuff to happen, and a lot of stuff happened this show and yeah. this week. And we'll yeah, we'll he, get to the yeah, rest of it this this week. Yeah, so he'll be there for a while. Sometimes as long as people keep asking him questions, he'll be there. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, in the co-main event, we we got really one of the biggest upsets in UFC title history. I mean, it's it's right up there with Matt, Sarah, and GSP, and uh, Holly Holm, and Ronda Rousey, and uh, Amanda Amanda Nunez, and Juliana Pena. And we saw Alexa Grasso, who you know, I mean, we talked about it last week. There wasn't much of a chance, but I did give her as an ROI pick. Um, and uh, you know, because you know, it's just you know, the odds are so big for Shevchenko. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it it was um 
you know, the first round was close. Um, you know, they were kind of back and forth. I think Shevchenko got a takedown, but she didn't really do much with it. And then at the very end of the round, Grasso got a takedown and did some ground and pound. And I thought she stole the round in like the last 15 seconds. Um, but I mean, if you would have given it to Shevchenko, I wouldn't argue too hard because it was really that close. Uh, Shevchenko took over in the second um, and she she took Grasso down, held her down and and just, you know, didn't do much, but kept her down. Um, I think there was a stand-up too. I don't know if it was in the second or third um, where, you know, she was in a dominant position and she actually was just about to throw like a pretty good strike. And, and the, in fact, I think she landed it after the ref tried to stop it, but um, she did the same thing in the second uh, not, not, or in the third, kind of almost as dominant, not quite. Grasso had a little bit of late rally. Um, and then in the, uh, in the fourth round, it was, it was kind of similar to the first. It was kind of back and forth. And, uh, you know, Shevchenko was landing some good shots. Grasso was landing some some back. And then Grasso, um, she landed like a really nice shot there. Rock Shevchenko. And I don't really remember the the finishing sequence. I just know that she took her back. And I was like, you know, and she put, started to put on the rear naked choke. And I'm like, okay, there's no way. Like there was... You know, it was like 30, 40 seconds left. It didn't seem like it was all that tight, but then she kind of switched positions and cranked it in a bit. And it was like, okay, Valentine's, she's going to get out of this. She's, you know, like, but she was like churning. Her face was like red, like beat. And she ended up, she had to tap. Like she had no choice. There's no way she was going to get out of this. 26 seconds left in the fourth round. And the crowd just exploded. And there's a lot of Mexican fans there to see this, obviously, because they showed Brandon Moreno earlier in the night, and he got like probably the loudest pop of the night, um, one of them for sure. Um, and yeah, and she won the title. And then it was so funny because there was like this, this loud like pop, and then it just got quiet. And it was almost like I wonder if people like weren't sure if what they saw actually happened happened. Like I, I don't know how to describe it, but I was expecting it to just be this. It, joyous celebration that would just keep going because all these Mexican fans were so happy, but they just got really quiet. And, or maybe it was cause like they couldn't believe what they just saw. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that came across in the TV broadcast at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. You missed uh, some of the stuff that they, okay, go ahead. Obviously tell me what we, I missed. Well, obviously because you didn't, you didn't see this and this is probably why you're walking to the press conference, but they were showing like, pictures of when she had that choke in because oh i saw right, that no, no, I where, saw that. where it's like where she let go and like yeah. valentina's face is all red except that spot where the arm was and it's yeah. beat wide and it just that's just a great visual right yeah. there right there but man what an i mean this was an absolute upset like there's yeah. no question about it yeah, question about it and it's funny like like today coming out there was all those videos today coming coming out of alexa backstage like practicing that exact yeah. maneuver right there yeah when the, when when shevchenko would go for the leg yeah, kick yeah, yeah she would for the spin kick she would duck, duck and just jump on the back like yeah and it and and she pulled her right down yeah okay now right yeah and uh just you know and it's funny because when it happened like it's not like with um with uh matt sarah where it was just like a shot out of nowhere and like gsp's down and then you know it's just like and same thing with um it's kind of similar to the Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunez, but even that one felt more like it was Amanda Nunez was not herself that night. Yeah, yeah, it's just Nunez was sick and sick, yeah. and she got cheeky assed easily. And Pena rocked her before getting her down. Yeah, too, so. this was Shevchenko was at her best, and and she just got beat. 
Like probably uh, more like Holly Holm, Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey in a way where she specifically game planned to beat her. I wouldn't say she was at her best. I mean, I mean I, yeah, I mean, Valentina at her best is not losing rounds. She very clearly lost the first round. First round, she's getting outstruck by by Grasso. Yeah, she had a strong second and third, and was winning the fourth. Fourth, yeah. but but uh, I mean, we saw with the Tyler Santos fight, like we expect, you know, that you know she struggled in that one and that one, and uh, I mean. There's definitely kinks in the armor. So, so like while while this surprise while this finish is stunning, like like you know when you kind of look at recent recent, it's like it's like she was starting to become vulnerable a little bit, and the division yeah. the division has seemingly caught up to her at her at her current stage. So now she's gonna have to evolve, and we'll see. You know, we'll see if she comes back. You know, she said. She says, you know, she's she doesn't want she doesn't want to wait for a rematch, right? Like she wants to go she wants to go right to the rematch, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. She said she said immediate uh, revenge is what she said. That's gotta be they gotta do that in Mexico with Moreno and Pantoja. Like I I I mean and, and Dana talked about that at the press conference too, and he talked about how important the UFC PI in Mexico is. And um, so I, I mean, he didn't say it, and I don't think anybody really asked him. It's another question I could have asked, uh, but I mean, he wouldn't have answered it anyways. I don't make the matches, you know. That's that's what he would have said. Um, but um, he, but but I, I just it makes so much sense. And then you could even, I mean, you could even do a triple main event with Rodriguez, but you don't even need it. Like with those two, um, and and a UFC show headlined in Mexico by two flyweight fights. It's kind of historic as well with two Mexican champions. Um, this, this is really, really huge for them, you know, cause they're really trying to make inroads in Mexico. And, um, and, and it was a great moment. A lot of, you know, like fans obviously that were there specifically for this fight. Um, so I, um, yeah, I was, I was glad I was there to see it. And uh, you know, and, and she was so happy um and valentina was you know like she's kind of come off a bit of a heel here because she was like kind of saying like, i was a better fighter like she got me here but i'm a better fighter and and i'll get my belt back and so i don't know but i, I don't know if you want to say anything else about that fight no fuck Ariel. sorry oh <laughs> oh she's i know okay i know what you're talking about um and then uh the other one i guess we yeah he's we, just he's sending me bi- bitching messages because because the whole because the whole Twitter thing about the MJ, MJF situation, he's tagged in all the tweets of people responding responding to me, and now he's getting on to me about it. Fuck off, Ariel. Oh wow, he doesn't he have better things to do than he's worry the about one you? who started all the shit, all oh. the shit today, today, today. You know, actually thinking that it's funny for MJF to have thrown an alcoholic beverage in a kid's face. He's the one who started all that shit today. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. You're you're distracted. He he sent me a message. He's like, you're still talking about this 14 hours later, later because he was tagged and all the people that are responding to me to me on his on the response response I made to him. Oh my like, god! Come on, like all right. Well, we'll I'll talk about that on uh, on on Wednesday on my other show, the Dynamite Show. Maybe maybe we'll get you on to vent. Um, but the other one I want to talk about from the main card, and, and this was a fight I didn't actually get to see in the building, but I did see it on the TVs in the Meteor Center, and it was uh, Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett, and 
Bo got the job done. Um, he took Jamie Pickett down right away, and he uh, he was going for for an arm triangle. Didn't quite have it in right, and he held it on for like a really really long time, and it, to the point where you know like you're kind of almost worried that like if he doesn't finish this, like he you know we could be a situation where he gasses himself out like with his arms, but um, he you know he 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 kind of adjusted. Still didn't quite have it right, but he had it enough where where Pickett had to tap. And two minutes and fifty four seconds into his UFC debut, submission with an arm triangle choke. Um, just you know, like this guy is, I think he's twenty eight, right? And he's probably gonna be fighting for a title in twenty seven. Probably gonna be fighting for a title in like two years if if you know he goes along the trajectory. Jamie Pickett you know he was there to lose <laughs> i mean you know we t- we talked about this before i mean that that was this was third straight loss all by finish um but you know the, you know dana can come out and say you know this is a guy with 21 fights and bo nickel walked through him like nothing he compared him to kane velasquez and um you know and, and the way he started his ufc career and uh and and how he figures that it's going to be the same trajectory so um i i think for me that was the one you know, that I was most interested in on this show besides the two main events, maybe even more than the, than the co-main to be honest with you. But um, what, uh, what, what'd you think of Bo? Oh, just, I mean, it was what we all expected. Uh, so uh, just, I mean, there was that nut shot that, that may or may not have happened, which may or may not have, have yeah. played, played a role role in the in the shit yeah i didn't in the, mention in the finish, that earlier but, yeah. uh, but uh yeah just you know Bo. i mean it was it was a squash match and it, it exactly ended up being that being that way and just you know Bo just took him down and just ragdolled him and got the submission and he's he's ready for top 30 competition yeah like, yeah, I mean, I they, we didn't get that call out that I expected to get um, that we did, but I still think, you know, I, I think you could match up Onico with Marc Andre Barrio, um, you know, and especially because Barrio kind of starts slow a lot, so you know, like he's a guy that you know if if they if he took him into deep waters, it might be real rough for Bo, but Bo could probably maybe finish him in the first round, and that would be like a big win for him. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of like makes sense. They both won on this card and they're both middleweights and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, I, I would, I think they might make that fight, but I think I might just go away, just ease up, maybe give him one more kind of a little bit better than Jamie Pickett, but not quite as good as Mark Andre Barrio, you know, like, but, um, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was super impressed. And, and the people that watched it, like there was a guy who uh, was working there. He wasn't a media member, but he obviously was a, was a fan or, or a, you know, yeah, a fan of, of the thing. He was like one of the wait staff or whatever. And he was watching this. I, I kind of was watching him like through the corner of my eye. And he was like, he just couldn't take his eyes off the screen. And then I went and got a coffee from him. And I was talking, and I was like, what'd you think? And he's like, that guy's good. And then I said, that was his first UFC fight. And he's like, no way. Like he was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he was like, he was super impressed. And, uh, he, he said like, he, um, he, he said that boy's got skill is, is what he told me. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that was the, 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 uh, you know, the three big fights on the main card. Uh, why don't you take, or well, let's do our three stars and you can go first. Okay. There's a first, lot. We can do like 10 stars, but for, first one, Shafkat Rachmanov. 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, him and Jeff Neal had a tremendous fight. Absolutely, absolutely tremendous. And, uh, but yeah, Rachmanov, you know, he was 16 and 0 coming in this with 16 finishes. And for about 14 minutes there, it looked like, oh, he's going to go the distance, distance mm-hmm. here. But then all of a sudden he got the back standing of Jeff Neal, locked in a standing rear naked choke, and Neal went out cold. And it was kind of one of those where Rachmanov let go and Neal kind of slumped to the ground, kind of like when Jones submitted yep. Yep. Lyoto Machida. So, yep. But Rachmanov, like that guy is a, a stud. And who boy, I mean. Nobody's you know, going to want to fight him. Nobody's going to want to fight him. I uh, know. <laughs> and number two. I'm actually going to go with Amanda Hebus. Okay. You know, she scored a decision win, but she looked really good. I mean, just just uh, Viviana Rujo is is a good fighter and a good stand-up fighter. And Rebus, I thought, was beating her on the feet throughout the fight. And then the takedowns and controlling her on the ground. Like, I just thought just thought she was looking – just looked outstanding, honestly. Honestly. And uh third star, Tabitha Ricci. Uh just dominant win over Jessica Panay, you know, just really looked like looked like an upcoming strawweight contender, cut a great post fight promo promo. She's got some star quality to her. So yeah, those are my three stars on this one. All right. I will you get you left me some good ones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um I'm gonna my first star, uh Dracus du Duplessis. Um, he, uh, he lost the first round. Brunson was kind of ragdolling him and, and doing, doing a lot of damage. And, uh, but you know, Duplessis gets stronger as the fight goes on, like all the time. And this was no exception. His second round was, was a little more, even a little more back and forth. And then Duplessis just started pouring it on and, you know, he just, just walked right through Brunson and, uh, the corner ended up stopping it with one second left in the second round. I, I, I wasn't sure what had happened. Like it, it, you, it almost seemed like the round had ended, but then, you know, the, the corner, the people came in and they were like patting him down and like, you know, uh, Duplessis was celebrating and everything. So I figured, okay, yeah, it was stopped because they didn't actually announce it right away that it had been stopped. So, um, it wasn't exactly sure what was going on, but yeah, really, really strong, uh, win for, uh, Duplessis. Um, second star, Marc-Andre Barrio. Uh, he, it's again, similar to the, uh, Duplessis. Uh, he lost the first round, I thought. Um, and, uh, you know, Mar- Marquez was hitting him really hard. And then even in the second round, like they were going back and forth and, and, uh, you know, but then, you know, Barrio was, was connecting harder and he kind of opened up Marquez and, and he was bleeding. And then he just, just, just went nuts on him and, and just kept going and looked like, like Marquez was kind of blocking a lot of the shots, but, but the ones he wasn't blocking were getting through and he wasn't really fighting back. And, uh, they, you know, the ref stopped it, standing KO, standing TKO, uh, four minutes and 12 seconds in the second round. And third star, um, Ian Machado Gary uh, over Song Kanan. Um, and again, like I thought, like what um, Song won, like was the first round or the second round, right? Like, he won or, the first. He won the yeah, first. The he first. dropped Gary. Yeah, he dropped him. And, and then, yeah, and then Gary came back and won the second. And then the third, like he knew he had to win the round. Uh, but you know, once he got uh, Song in trouble, he just you know just just pounced on him, and again, like just just went, you know, went for the finish and got it. And it, it was cool. Like that was part of what made the show better. Was like, and it started with this fight. Really, was the guys like kind of coming back and doing what they had to do, and and just 
refusing to not get a stoppage like they just were we're gonna you know we're just gonna keep going until they stop which is what they tell you to do um and if gary's now 11 and 0 and and uh, he had a lot of fans there as well um you know they they got a huge pop coming out <laughs> and um and and yeah and he uh you know he's undefeated 11 and 0 welterweight um uh, and you know keep him away from shavkat <laughs> um but uh yeah it it was super impressive and uh yeah it, it, good for him um so take us through the rest of this card i didn't see the first fight um i was uh trying to get checked in and uh it was the, the thing said the first fight was at 3:30 and then it was actually at 2:30 so i you know I, I that's where i was wrong so i got dropped off at 2:30 and by the time i got to the media room it was 3 o'clock and the first fight was over but um yeah so take us through the this card yeah, it started off with a lightweight fight. Loic Razvedov, a unanimous decision over Esteban Rabovic, uh 29-28 across the board. This was a really good fight. You know, I think I Yeah, think I'll go watch seen, it. I'll definitely yeah, watch it. I think it. if you you had seen this fight, like you would have been like, Okay, this show got off to, to a great start and kind of kept it going. Kept it going because it did. It did. So uh, very good fight. Back back and forth on the feet. Each one of them dropped a, dropped the other. It's just Razvedov uh his takedowns were the big difference. Uh, then we had a bantamweight fight. Fareed Basharat, uh, unanimous decision over Damone Blackshear, 29-20 across the board. Uh, Basharat was just the better volume striker, better with the takedowns. Uh, just just kind of just one. one I, th- I gave him all three rounds. I could see giving the third to Blackshear because he actually technically landed more, and he went for that triangle and armbar late. late. But I thought Basharat yeah. was very clearly the winner. Uh, then we had the women's strawweight fight. I talked about Tabitha Ricci over submitting Jessica Monet in the second round. Then we had uh, Cameron Simon, majority decision over Amanda Martinez, 29-26, 28-27, 28-28. Simon got a point taken away in the first round for multiple groin strikes. Uh, scorecards were weird. Uh, yeah. Two of the judges gave Simon a 10-8 in the third. Which- I was – I did. I you know or I you know I was thinking about it I think but I you know I think I scored it twenty eight twenty eight yeah but, which I don't I don't think he did enough of the three Ds three Ds you know and I don't think he had the da- damage in FIA you know because he uh, he was on top for a little bit there at the end but they got it to their feet and traded at the at the end I don't know but I mean that was that was actually the difference in it being a majority decision and not a majority draw. Right yeah. there, because the twenty-eight, twenty-seven scorecard was one that gave him a ten-eight as well. So yeah, Simon kind of, kind of lucky to get away with the win. He needs to. This is the second straight fight where he's gotten point taken away for fouls. So he kind of needs to watch himself there. Young kid, lots of talent. Just needs yeah. to shore up on those mistakes. Uh, then we had the welterweight fight. Ian Gary, third round finish over Sankanon. Then we had uh, the main prelims, Marc-Andre Barrio, second round finish over Julian Marquez. Just a wild brawl. Very fun yeah. fight. That uh, would have been a fight of the night if not for the Shavkat, I think. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, uh, then we had uh, Amanda Hebus over unanimous decision over Vivian Arujo that I talked about. Then we had Dracus Duplessis, uh, second round TKO over Derek Brunson. That's the other fight whenever I just said, eh, maybe, you know, that one was just as good as Barry Owen Marquez. Fair enough. In my Fair opinion. Enough. Yeah. So either one of those two could have got five night if it wasn't for the other one, for the Rachmanov Neal fight. But uh, yeah, very, very good fight. Duplessis. 
um, just looked good in the second round after looking bad in the first round. And I think that might have been it for Derek Brunson. He sent out a tweet. I don't know if it was a retirement tweet or not. It kind of came off like it was, but maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But, you know, you know, his corner threw in the towel. I am a big proponent of normalizing yes. corner stoppages and normalizing throwing in the towel. And I was glad to see it because, you know, somebody was just like somebody, uh, you know, somebody that we know, a uh, mutual friend of ours said, said, why would you throw the corner in the towel with one second to go? It's like, they were going to stop it in between, in between rounds. Anyway, who cares? Who cares if they did it with one second to go? There's, yeah, one big one second. Not a, not not going to change anything, anything in the fight. But uh, and then we had Cody Garbrandt unanimous decision over Trevin Jones, twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Real stinker of a fight. Uh, Trevin Jones didn't do anything till the third round, and Cody Garbrandt didn't didn't do anything in the third round. Uh, Cody said he suffered a stinger warming up between before the fight. And it really affected them, which I mean, stingers are are bad injuries, especially that have happened right before a fight. So he had to tough that one out. So uh, then we had the main card: Bo Nickel uh, first round submission over Jamie Pickett, and just just a thrashing. Then we had Matus Gamro a split decision over Jalen Turner, twenty nine twenty eight thirty twenty seven scorecards for him, and then Turner had a twenty nine twenty eight card. Very good fight. Uh, just Gamro his wrestling. Was just was the difference in it, in it. And then we had Shavkat Rachmanov you know, over Jeff Neal, third round submission. And then we had crossover Shevchenko and Jones over Gunn. The um, the Gamrot fight, I I, I kind of questioned the split decision, but I, I mean I guess the first two rounds were kind of close. Gamrot definitely won the third like handily. So, um, and that Cody fight was bad. Um, yeah, not, not much else to say. They gave away. Um, Five performance, well, three performance bonuses and one fight of the night. And uh, the performance bonuses went to Grasso um, and uh, picked or Nickel and uh, Jones. But notably, the fight of the night went to Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. And notably, because Jeff Neal missed weight by four pounds, and normally you're not eligible for a uh, bonus. But Dana White, his words, I'm quoting him, said, fuck it, I'm paying him anyways. And uh, he even he went on to expand on that, and he said, "This is actually a rule, and uh, this is a rule we've had long going. Like we're not even allowed to break it, but I, I don't care. I'm paying him." And uh, so I don't I don't know why he felt the need to say that, but um, it, was, it was just kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so Jeff Neal gets fifty thousand. I don't know if he. Well, I know um, somebody else missed weight by a pound. One of the females um, was it Ricci? Or he uh, no, no, the females missed weight. Somebody else missed weight by a pound. Uh, Mana Martinez. Mana Martinez, right, right. And he lost 30% of his purse for missing weight by a pound. Um, but I didn't hear what whether Jeff like what Jeff Neal had to give up. I'm assuming with 30%, four pounds, 30%. 30, so it was 30 for both of them. But that was also because it was Mana Martinez's second weight miss, right? Uh, so that may have played into why, or is it always 30%? Yeah. I don't know. This These fines are so inconsistent. Yeah. For weight. I've I think I'd thought, heard. I've somebody... always thought it'd be, I've always felt it should be 10% per pound. Yeah. that I mean, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. And then the uh, crowd. So this was the, uh, and I tweeted out, if you're following me on Twitter, I got it wrong. 
it was because Dana was talking fast and I was trying to write it down and, and uh, you know, I was trying to get everything, but it, it gate was 12.15 or $12.15 million. And it was the largest heavyweight main event gate in history. Uh, 19,471 fans at the T-Mobile. It was a sellout. Um, and I mean, being there, there wasn't an empty seat. Like, I mean, obviously there are probably some people up at concessions and everything, but I mean, it was full. And the funny thing is, is like through the show, like it, it took a while. Like normally Vegas is, you know, like, um, you know, they're always like, they, they don't arrive for the prelims, but then they start to get there during the main card up until like the co-main, like they still weren't full. But by the time that Jones fight started, it was full. So, you know, they clearly they were there to see Jones. And um, obviously, we don't have any uh, ratings or, or pay-per-view numbers or anything yet. But obviously, it was the highest social media engagement that they've ever had, they said. So uh, that take that for what it's worth. And uh, somebody we both know said, when they start talking about social media engagements, you know you can ignore what they're saying. <laughs> and you know who that was without me telling you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we have a couple things to go over. And first off, we're going to talk about Bellator 292 chronologically, since it's happening on Friday. Uh, they're back on Showtime with, for a. They're starting the uh, light heavyweight or the lightweight, lightweight tournament. Yeah. Lightweight tournament. Usman Nurmagomedov and Benson Henderson in the main event. Um, I don't think this is going to be quick. I think it's made. Qu- I should say. I think this is going to be a quick or maybe not quick, but it's going to be a dominant win for Usman Nurmagomedov. Um, I don't really see it going any other way. Surprisingly, Michael Venom Page is like on, he's on the card, but he's not in the main event, which I mean, I guess because he's not in the tournament, but he's like one of their bigger stars and usually he main events. So I I was kind of surprised to see that, but he's not in a main event over a title fight. No, no. But I mean, then put him on a different card. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm i surprised that he's on a card and he's not in the main event is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he should main event this show. I'm just, you know, they they have, you know, they don't have that many shows and they don't have that many guys that are really main eventers. So, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, they don't even, like, when they do the ratings, like, they don't even, like, rate the whole card. They just rate the fights, right? <laughs> like, we get the ratings from Showtime, and it's like 109,000 people watch, you know, Nurmagomedov and Henderson, 125,000 watch yeah. Page. And so he's Page is fighting Goite Yamauchi, which is actually a pretty, I, I think I'm going to like that fight. And there's a heavyweight fight on here that's pretty good as well Linton Vassell and Valentin Moldovsky. Um, the other lightweight fight is, you know, Tofik Musayev and Alexander Shabili, whatever. Um, friend of the show, kind of, uh, friend of a friend of the show. Josh Hill is fighting on the prelims. Um, and uh, just looking through to see if I see anything. No, that's about it for the prelims. Hey, Eric Perez against Enrique Barzola. Oh, yeah, I missed that. They're both former UFC guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a middleweight fight. Um, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, that was that's like the main event of the prelims. Um, and uh, this is coming from San Jose, the SAP Center. That's uh, bold. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, it's Scott Coker's favorite building. How many people are going to buy a, a, a ticket to see Vincent Henderson in 2023? I don't 5, know. 5,000 maybe? I don't know, you know, but it's yeah. Coker's from San Jose. It was a home yeah, of strike force and all yeah. that. So We'll see. Uh, anything else you want to say about this card? I mean, uh, uh, Tofik Musayev and Alexander Shabili uh, should be a great fight. 
Usman Nurmagomedov, like I, I mean, Benson Henderson's lost a lot of steps, and yeah. he's how old is he now? He's thirty nine. I don't, I don't think he'll have anything for Nurmagomedov. Unfortunately, it'll, he'll probably go the distance because all it'll probably, yeah, it'll, go the distance. it'll probably go the distance, and it probably won't be very exciting. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have much to say after that. That's what I'm saying. Like these two main events, you know, are that's going to be long. And the way Bellator paces their shows, we're we're probably talking like an hour and a half of TV time for these two fights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's Friday on Showtime, uh, starting uh, seven o'clock Eastern. I assume that is the prelims, so the main card probably at ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we got some other regional events. I got them pulled up here. Um, we got a Aries FC show on uh, Thursday on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, one of the La- is it Taylor Lapolis? Um, no, no, it's his brother Damian. Damian Lapolis. Okay. Taylor, Taylor Lapolis, I think, is still under UFC contract now. He was. He was supposed to return at that Paris show, but he got hurt. Yeah, and uh, and had to pull out. And uh, you know, a lot of times when guys get signed to a new deal, and if they get hurt before the first fight, they let the guys go to kind of recover and all that, and maybe get one more fight on the regional scene. But I think Taylor is still under UFC deal. Then he's from France, and that's where the show is yeah. is happening. And um, he. Um, Dana Dana was asked by a French reporter about whether or not he thought that Francis Ngannou or I'm sorry Cyril Gan losing the way he did was going to hurt the UFC in France and Dana went off on how they are like they were like the number 13 trending topic in France and that's never happened before and they're huge in France and I was just like okay <laughs> I don't know um we got an LFA show on Friday on UFC Fight Pass as well, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern um, from Brazil, actually. So uh, they do that every once in a while. And uh, PFL Challengers on Fubo, that's like every Friday. Uh, Impa and Kazangani is fighting on that show. So he's trying to get a PFL He's contract. fighting at 205, which is odd. Yeah. I mean, he was fighting at 170 in the UFC. So. Yeah, well, I guess he's blown up. <laughs> uh, we got a Bushida show on Dazen on Dazone, and uh, what else we got here? Uh, Invicta. Oh, that's next week. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. There's a what is this MMA FS twenty six on pay per view uh, <laughs> from Proto. I gotta. What is this? It's a ten, by, <laughs> ten, by, ten people are gonna buy it. Twin Twain Savagu against Trevor Bryant and both their topology it's pictures are Chuck fight. Norris. Yeah. They're Chuck it's they're both Chuck fight. Norris. Yeah. Any all right. to it. yeah, all right. So that is uh th- those are the uh the regionals. Here's one for you. Samurai MMA five on Saturday. Jesse Ronson in the main event. Oh, Canadian. Yeah. Where's that show? Uh let me pull it up here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it has a venue, but the location doesn't say anywhere. So, oh, okay. So we don't we don't even know what city it is. I, I, based on people on the card, I'm gonna guess Canada. Somewhere. Probably Edmonton. It's probably Edmonton. Yeah. What's the venue? Colisee de Laval. Yeah. It sounds oh, like that's Canada. not Edmonton. No, that'd be Laval. Laval. That's Laval probably. Laval. Yeah, that's in Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. But we have the. Uh, Coming up on uh, Saturday now. If when you sent me the rundown and you just you know your rundown just says UFC on ESPN plus seventy nine, 
I did not for the life of me have the slightest idea what the main event of this show was. And I know I've said this before, but when I saw the, what the main event was, I was like, I, I, I vaguely remember this fight being made, but like, I'm like, this is a big fight. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't talk about it at all on, on the pay-per-view. Like, I don't they, remember. They like, I guess I, cause they didn't talk about anything coming up on the pay-per-view other than they did a little plug for the next two for the next, the next pay-per-views. Pay yeah. Yeah. But like fight nights and all that. Yeah. And all that. No. And this I mean, is they usually one. And they'll even, even during like the prelims prelims, they'll at least run down the, the next week's card. They didn't even yeah. do that for this one. Like, which is weird because you have a legitimate, big main event that could be like that could have been a co-main event on a pay-per-view card like, on this card yeah <laughs> like, and yeah. then you have the top three fights of the show are pretty pretty good fights you know with ranked people they're all ranked like, contenders yeah 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 so yeah and and even kind of the a, other one of the other main card fights has like two top prospects at, at you know at, at bantamweight like yeah. this is a really good card we got on saturday yeah. at least the main card yeah, and it's at the at the theater at the Virgin Hotel in Which there could in be a Vegas. hot crowd. Yeah, yeah, could be, yeah. could be. You know, no, no apex for the show because they're doing power slap finals there. Is so, that why they didn't want to promote it? <laughs> because they don't want baby, to get attention away know. from power slap. Was Dude, there power slap commercials? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because so. Dana's talking power. about power slap. He never talked about this, this fight. It's fucking you. power slap. It's just it's got to go. It's I know. It's, he he went off on a rant. You watched it, right? Where he he was talking about how it's just like UFC when it first started, and no, how it, it's not. No, I'm I'm not saying it was. I'm telling you what he said. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, and he said he, like you know it's the same people he, saying the same thing. He's mad because because there's articles coming out criticizing it, basically calling calling it concu You're watching concussion TV, which you are. Yeah, you are. There was there was a woman who who uh, that woman's slap fight from the very first episode, the one who lost. She was speaking out about how just how stupid and how dangerous this is. And and they're basically just signing up to concuss each other other. And all Dana and his buddies are doing is just laughing about it, laughing about it. And and they don't give a shit about these guys, these people's brain brains, which apparently which they they don't, it seems, you know, because you don't want to be, be doing this and, you know, how little they're being pay, paid, like, like it's a bear, it's embarrassing, you know, you know, I, you know, you I, know what bugs I, me I, is that I'm on the mailing list for this stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I'm sure you are too. To, we're sending yeah. it to all the UFC press yeah. people. And I'm like, I don't want anything but power slap. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Like they're paying these people so little, like, like I make as much in uh, as much of money in like, well, two weeks worth of work as these guys do for getting this shit slapped out of each other. Literally, literally. like literally, like yeah, like, like you you won more you won more money this weekend playing you know in in in, in, in Vegas three hands in, of blackjack in Vegas and those <laughs> yeah. main eventers are probably getting paid. Yeah, you didn't no have doubt. to get slapped. <laughs> I should tell that story. Yeah, um, maybe I will save, at the end if we have time. Save, save it, say you know, save it for a rainy day. But uh, all right, but yeah, but yeah, that, that's just a joke. And you know, there's congressmen trying trying to ban it because because of that reason. Like, like it's just unadulterated brain damage. It's yeah. not like bo it's not boxing. It's not MMA. It's just these are just 
you know, they're not allowed to flinch. They're not allowed to step back. They they have to literally stand there and take it. It's just concussion blows being sent. All right. Boots. Well, you know what? Stupid. Like we just gave them some free publicity, so yeah. let's not do that. Um, we have a big. And then you show. have the people like fucking front row Brian who think this is the greatest <laughs> shit in the world. Fuck y'all. Are you serious? Nick, Nick Mahmood, oh like, come on. Fuck oh y'all. My God. Yeah, they'll well they'll they'll be watching on Rumble, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Mag <laughs> of YouTube. Yeah. All right. But March eleventh, uh, on ESPN Plus from the Theater and Virgin Hotels in Vegas, um, we got Peter Yan and Marab Devalishvili uh fighting in the main event. Yeah, you heard that right. Bantamweight fight. Um, you know, former uh, uh former title contender and Peter Yan. And Mirab Devalishvili, who may be the best, you know, best fighter in the division, but he'll never fight for the title as long as Aljamain Sterling has it. And um, I, you know, um, Peter Yan needs this win. He's lost three of his last four, but of course, two of them were title fights, and the other one is one that he probably didn't lose to Sean O'Malley. Um, and uh, yeah, this uh, like wow, I'm uh, I'm really really jacked for this fight, dude. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big fight. I mean, Peter. Yeah. The funny thing is, Peter Yan, you know, after his last fight, fight, you know, saying you know he wants to leave the UFC because of these judges, he's probably gonna have a lot of the same judges yep. judges this go around. And uh, Devalish really is just a, a a beast with the takedowns. But Yan is great takedown defense, and it's number two and number three, and, and maybe maybe the hardest uh, hitter at one thirty five. Uh, uh, Devosh really possible? No, yawn, yawn, yawn. Uh, I don't know, yeah, like, uh, yeah, maybe best boxer, hardest yeah, puncher, hardest puncher. His That's... body work when he's like when he's on point, like it's beautiful. Like, I it's hard, to, it's hard to say. I don't know who hits that hard in that division, like you know, maybe. Yeah, he's built like Maybe. a little brick spark plug. If like, uh, if Cody was at a hundred percent, yeah, had yeah, all yeah. of his power. Cody has the one shot power, whereas yeah, Yon is just breaks you I down. Wanted, I want to mention this about Cody Garbrandt. I meant to bring it up, bring it up, bring it up earlier when we were talking about about his fight. Him and Dominic Cruz is the fight to go do that rematch. Sure, that's yeah. the fight to make right now. Right now, yeah, just wanted, yeah, it's a good time. I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to bring okay. that up because that's been on my mind all weekend. All okay. weekend, like, like, what do you do with Cody next? Like, do that fight. Like, like, both those guys are probably shot. But if they're, if you're ever thinking about doing a rematch, now's now's the time to do it. And you can headline a fight night with that show. But anyway, but but back to Jan and Devalish really. I mean, uh, Marab, uh, he doesn't want to fight Aljamain Sterling, so that's a that's a big issue I have with yeah. him going going forward. Uh, uh, if if Aljamain beats beats Cejudo and has a future at 135, still like having Marab fight these top guys is just what wasteful because all because he's going to beat most of them. He might until until Aljamain just stabs him in the back. <laughs> you know, but I think Al- angle. But I think Aljamain's going to 145 after the Cejudo okay. fight. Okay, yeah, so then, I do think then, that. Yeah. So then so this, this could end up being like a number one contender fight. It really could. Yeah. I think Peter Jan's Peter Jan's going to win this fight though, so wow. I just I think I, his stand I have up no is, idea. Stand up is good enough, and I think he's going to avoid being taken down a whole bunch. So, and I think Jan will actually take him down, and it's a very interesting fight. And Jan is a Jan is a pretty big favorite. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. It's just like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's worth putting money on Devos Philly, but uh, yeah, man, this 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 is a very good matchup. It absolutely is, and and we got the the car the fight that was supposed to be in the main event a couple weeks ago, um, or last week, I guess, right? Um, Nikita Kurloff and Ryan Spawn was moved to this show. They're going to fight at a two hundred fifteen pound catch weight. Um, and, uh, that is, you know, again, because they, you know, they agreed to fight again on short notice. Um, and then the, the co-main is the, is the pretty big heavyweight fight. Um, Alexander Volkov, you know, former Bellator champion and a uh, long time UFC contender, um, against Alexander Romanov and Romanov is, you know, he just had his first career loss by majority decision, um, looking to get back on the in the winning column and and this like really like this this the guy that wins this fight probably is like fighting you know somebody on the bottom of the top five whoever that is and and then you know like you know maybe like two fights away from a you know from john jones really although i can't imagine either of these guys ever fighting john jones but that's that's another story entirely but um yeah i i uh i this kind of snuck up on me this one too it's a pretty big heavyweight fight yeah yeah uh volkov's coming off that knockout over rosenstruik uh romanov's coming off his first career loss loss uh i mean it's two two alexanders two russians fighting yep. each other uh volkov well, needs to win this if he's going to stay in that heavyweight title picture and uh yeah, uh, is... Correct. I'll correct you. Yeah. Romanov's actually from Moldova. Moldova. That's yeah. close. It's close enough. It's the Soviet Union. Yeah, so. the former Soviet Union. Yeah. The former Soviet um, we Union. we talked about Krilov and Span when we previewed this show, you know, two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So not not much else to say about that. But uh, yeah. why don't you give us your three fights that we need to look out for? Uh, I'm going to go. Number one is going to be a bantamweight fight: Syed Nurmagomedov against Jonathan Martinez. Uh, Nurmagomedov, I think he's ranked 14th in the division. In the division. Uh, and Martinez is on a good streak. Uh, just just looking good lately. Uh, just that's a high quality bantamweight fight. Fight fight um second i'm gonna go another bantamweight fight rafael sunsau against davy grant grant is taking this fight on short notice um sunsau got back in the win column last last time and actually looked like you know there for a while i was looking like he was looking like a guy ready to retire and he looked anything but a guy who was ready to retire in his last fight and davy grant you know he's had his ups and downs but he's coming off a win uh so yeah, interesting fight there, and then I'm actually going to go with the opening prelim uh, flyweight fight: Tyson Nam against Bruno Silva. Two guys, you know, who have a penchant for knockouts, and flyweights usually are very entertaining. So uh, that should be a very entertaining fight and a good kickoff to the show. All right, and uh, I didn't do me my uh, my ROI because I I just got back from Vegas and uh, I was really yeah. tired. But I I will say that um, I, I was kind of looking at these fights and, and I think an interesting three fight parlay that'll that'll make you decent money is uh, JJ Aldrich pick her over Arian Lipsky, uh, Said Nurmagomedov over Jonathan Martinez, and uh, and then I would go you know for an underdog. But one that I think has a really good shot is uh, Austin Lingo over Ricardo Ramos, um, and uh, you know, and, and that I think would pay you about six to one on your bet. So that, that's my thing. But I'll post my official ROI picks in our Discord on uh, on Saturday because this week I did good. It was like 11, they were like eleven and three, 
So, um, you know, and I made, like I mentioned earlier, I made some money in Vegas. So that is, uh, uh, so yeah, those are, you give your three fights and I give my, my betting picks and uh, take us through the rest of this card, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's got 13 fights. We lost a fight today uh, between Carlston Harris and Abu Bakar. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, Nurmagomedov had to pull out due to illness. So, okay. we'll, so we're down to 13 fights, but it kicks off at 3 Eastern time, 2 yeah. two in a, two on our time zone, an uh, hour mm-hmm. earlier than these normal uh, mid-afternoon start UFCs. But it uh, kicks off with the flyweight fight I talked about, Tyson Nam against Bruno Silva. Then we have a Bantamweight fight, Victor Henry against Tony Gra- Gravely. Then a women's flyweight fight, Ariana Lipsky against J.J. Aldrich. Bantamweight fight, Marie, Mario Bautista against Guido Canetti. Uh, for those betting people who are looking for something, Bautista's a minus 1,000 favorite right now. And so Canetti's at plus 650. So, and he's, Canetti, yeah, is 42, 43 years old, but he's coming off a couple of knockout wins. So, so he might be worth a little flyer at those odds. Uh, middleweight fight, uh, Cedric A. Dumas making his uh, debut against Josh Friend. Uh, Bantamweight fight, Rafael Sunsal against Davy Grant. And finishing off the prelims, thankfully, Thankfully, I mean, we do have a heavyweight main card fight, but it's actually a legit heavyweight main card fight. So, so we don't have our, we almost had our UFC. Well, they're not in the apex, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know where I'm going with this, but a heavyweight fight, Carl Williams against Lucas Bresky. And then main card uh, kicks off at six Eastern time, uh, light heavyweight fight, v- Vitor Petrino against Anton Turkali. Then a bantamweight fight, side Nurmagomedov against Jonathan Martinez. Featherweight fight, Ricardo Ramos against Austin Lingo. 215-pound catchweight fight, Nikita Krylov against Ryan Spann. Heavyweight fight between Alexander Volkov and Alexander Romanov. And then your main event, Piotr Jan against Marav Davalashvili. Could be a fight of the year contender uh, coming up in the main event of yeah. UFC on ESPN Plus 79. Uh, yeah, it'll be an early show, probably done by like 8.30, 9 o'clock our time. Uh, 9 30 10 o'clock eastern so uh, i always like those fights and give me time to watch hockey when it's over um so that is uh that's that's what's coming up and uh we're uh we next up have our in the clinch question of the week and you you kind of hinted at this earlier uh will john jones fight every fight on his new eight fight deal um it's a really good question um what do you think Right now, I'm going to say no. I've heard, okay. I've heard people suggest that, you know, with Francis out of the picture right now, that it's going to be it was going to be gone, Stepe, and then him being gone, you know, <laughs> Jones being gone, and you know that he because he's making he's making he's making good money, yeah. Still, but I do think uh, I do think he'll do more than two. I don't know if he'll do eight. I want to say he'll do at least four. And I okay. think Nagano will end up being one of those fight, one of those fights. So, I will yeah. I will say that I do think he'll do the eight fights, and uh, the reason is he's thirty five, but he's also missed a good portion of time over the last you know six seven years. So he's probably more like thirty one, thirty two, in terms of you know like a fighter you know like years, and uh, in eight fights, I mean he could do that in three years, three maybe four. You know, like he he could fight at least twice a year, especially if it's a new John Jones, like you said. So that would put him at thirty nine, and um, you know, and at heavyweight, like there, there's there's some good fights out there for him. 
Um, and and if he if he beats Stipe, and I think the promotion of that fight would be that it's the greatest heavyweight of all time going against the greatest fighter of all time. And and if Jones wins, then he's going to take over the mantle as the greatest heavyweight of all time. That's going to be the promotion. And then basically at that point, every Jones title offense is is an event. And uh, and you're just seeing if someone can dethrone him. And then you got all these contenders. Um, you know, we we talked about the guys tonight. You know, you got Tom Aspinall. You've got um, you got you got some other ones. I'm drawing a blank on them, and I'm sure you know who they are. But um, they, I think, I think they could get to eight fights, and especially maybe you know maybe they bring in a Brock. You know, maybe they bring back Francis. Um, you know, and and yeah, I I do think I do yeah. I do think he'll get he'll get there. Uh, so on a two hundred five thing. I could see him going back to two hundred five yeah, uh, yeah. for an for an Adesanya fight. If That'd Adesanya be interesting. Beats Pereira and then goes back on another run at one eighty five. I oh, could see that happening. That. Maybe not for a title, but for just like a one off kind of fight. Kind of like a pound for pound, you know, best type of deal. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Jones would think. Jones would destroy him, but. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. We probably talk about something that would happen like two years down the road. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. What, what condition either guy would be in? Um, all right, and then we have to talk about 2023 International Fight Week. Um, this is our we have to talk about segment. Uh, this was officially announced over the past week, um, yep. and it's going to be obviously the same week as always, right? The memorial, the week after Memorial Day, or July Fourth of July, or. or why did I say Memorial Day? Yeah, Fourth of July. You think about so, AEW. Kelly, yeah, I know, I know. I no, I knew what it was, but um, so yeah, is there anything different this this year? No, no, it's the same old standard fair, July eighth, uh, UFC two ninety is what it's gonna be. Okay. What it's gonna be with with, you know, uh and then you know, they have the Hall of Fame ceremony, the UFC X, which is basically the new version of the fan expo parties and all that, just you know, and the you know, just the big UFC event of the week. Week, uh, you're probably, you know, if all goes to plan, they want Jones and Stipe there, and I'm sure there's going to be another title fight. I've heard rumors of maybe Islam against Poirier, possibly for that weekend. Mm. Who knows? Um, but yeah, just you know, definitely no Connor Chandler that weekend. If for anybody who was thinking that was going to happen, then. You know, we'll get we'll talk more about yeah. those two in a bit. Yeah, we but, got some uh, more details there. But yeah, but uh, just yeah, you know, just you know, there wasn't a whole lot of news this this week, so just you know, get everybody hyped for International Fight Week. Make your plans now. Uh, it's July, I think they said the official date's July third through July eighth or something like that. July second through July, something like that, something like that. But most of the stuff starts about Wednesday, Wednesday, which would be July fifth all right and um yeah so we'll have that to look forward to they now the thing that struck me was um we're talking ufc 290 and so how 300 is not going to be on international fight week next year i don't think so no no which is weird but maybe maybe they go back to memorial day or um, although I know they don't like work doing Memorial Day shows anymore, but no, they they won't go Memorial Day. They don't do you know they don't do the holidays anymore. Yeah, so that that's interesting. But maybe you know what the other thing is like they don't really care like Endeavor about the traditions as much. No, they don't. Yeah, so my UFC three hundred might just be like April <laughs> next year. You know, like yeah. I mean, Endeavor does it. That's why we don't have 
yeah. you know, Memorial Day weekend show or New Year's Eve show, show and just, you know. Yeah. Just whatever happens to be UFC 300, that'll be when the month happens. So, yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we'll have that to look forward to later in the year. Probably some more uh, Hall of Fame announcements coming over the next little while. Um, I know, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people speculate. We got that uh, New Jersey. Actually, that's the well, the we yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in the news. Um, yeah. But the you know, I know people thinking Frankie Edgar might get uh, announced if they do the show in New Jersey in May. So, um, but uh, but uh, yeah, we got our news, and first off. Uh, probably the biggest news of the week, other than the uh, US, the, the pay-per-view, was Darren Till um, being released from his USC contract. Yes. He uh, he asked to be released, and they, they granted it. He said he's still on great relationship with with uh, Dana White, Hunter Campbell, matchmakers. Uh, his claim is he's got injuries that are going to keep him out for a while, and he wants to recover, and that he's – wants some time off and his plan is to return to the UFC. So I'm sure they would have uh, first rights to him, mm-hmm. to him if they want him, want him back. Uh, uh, yeah. It was kind of odd when he was released because yeah, he was one in five in his last six fights, but his losses were to Tyron Woodley and uh, Jorge Masvidal and then to Whitaker and um, Brunson and Duplessis, so he's losing the top guys, top yeah. guys. You know, very good, very good talent. He's not losing to to unranked people, and uh, and but yeah, but he did sign a new contract before his last fight, which made this all very odd when it happened. So uh, yeah. we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he comes back. You know, a lot of people were saying he's pulling the Connor, you know, yeah. you know, to get out of the testing pool pool for yep. a while you know maybe he is maybe i heard is that i heard that a few times this weekend from yeah people. you know mainly about tj dillashaw which you know yeah. we've talked about on this show that that you know we kind of thought maybe he's doing that too you know so yeah. so yeah but a very very interesting dana talked about him at the press conference too someone asked yeah. and he just said you know what yeah we've we've uh, had a great relationship with him and whenever he's done what he's going to do now if he wants to come back we'll we'll definitely talk so yeah. yeah. Um so the ultimate fighter was I think officially announced uh over this last week. Like the cast was officially announced. It's pretty much yeah. the same as we talked about last yeah. week with a couple of new names for the rookies. Uh, I don't have the cast list in front of me. Yeah. But, I mean you but... it's not like anybody's gonna recognize the names anyways. No, the no. The veterans they... were all the ones you said last week. Yeah, it was the same it was yeah, and uh, and Connor's coaching the rookies, Chandler's co- coaching the veterans. And uh, and yeah, there was uh, they've been filming this week, and uh, and Dana talked about we don't know what happened, but he talked about a big incident happened on Friday to the point where now these two he he seemed they to hate indicate each other. That, that these two kind of liked each other coming in, but now they hate each other. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happened when the show starts, and it certainly sounds like you know it's going to be an interesting season season so. see he uh dana was asked about this as well and he just yeah. kind of said uh oh was it done for the show and dana's like i don't do anything like that you know i we just we just film this stuff and we put it out and you know we don't set anything up it's like he's so full of shit <laughs> like i'm not saying they set up whatever happened but they are going to edit it to make it look you know like yeah he's a promoter 
Um, all right. We got some updates for upcoming shows, and I assume that's going to include the news that you broke this week that may end up getting unbroken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a tip from a listener. He posted this on Twitter, but he also kind of sent it to me, sent it to me to, to uh, that UFC 288 was going to be in Newark. He said he got an email, email this guy lives in, uh, I think he lives in New Jersey or up up there in that area, area. And uh, he's on, I think on the Prudential Center mailing list. And they said, there was an email that said, said something UFC 288 will be at the Prudential Center, start contacting for corporate suites. I called the, I called the uh, Prudential Center, Prudential Center, you know, acting like, obviously acting like a fan, inquiring about suites and stuff just to kind of see, is is there, I heard there's going to be a UFC event, you know, I want to inquire about suites. Is that true? Is that true? And they, they confirmed it to me, the, the okay. people at the press at the box office said uh, that, yes, we there is currently scheduled to be a UFC event here in May. And uh, So clearly they have a hold on the date for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a hold on the date in the arena for sure. And uh, it's supposed to be in Newark. Uh, and I also had a UFC source uh, confirm it to me. Now, this past weekend, there was a uh, <laughs> reporter who's from Mexico who uh, was who asked Dana about doing a Cinco de Mayo show in Vegas because Canelo is fighting in Mexico. And it seemed like that Canelo fighting in Mexico on Cinco de Mayo, because he always fights in Vegas on Cinco de Mayo weekend, it seemed like Canelo fighting in Mexico was news to Dana. Like he didn't know that at oh, okay. all. Like he just thought the fight was in Vegas. And he even talked about it on the – at the press conference, the press conference there that you that you were at, saying, yeah, saying yep. you know, saying, well, he doesn't want to run against Eddie Hearn and this and that, but somebody put the idea in his head of doing doing the Cinco de Mayo weekend show in Vegas just because Canelo is not there, is not there, and he said he would have his team looking in for it. From what I know, the the T-Mobile is on hold for for that weekend for the NHL playoffs. The the Golden Knights are they're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much. They're gonna, I don't know if they clinched, but they're. They haven't I think clinched, they're, but sec- first they're, second, they're, their they're and, second in the conference. When I last looked, they're second in the conference, and and they and the way the season's kind of going, they'd have to they'd really have to have a major fall in the last month to to miss. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. Like I, they're going to make yeah, the playoffs. It's, it's so, like a hundred percent. So in the way these NHL schedules work, they usually. They usually try to have holds on arenas for the first two weeks, for the first two rounds, at least. Yeah. At least. So, from what I know, so which would be, which would be, you know, towards almost towards the end of May, they have holds on almost everything until Memorial Day. Obviously, Memorial Day, Memorial Day, AEW was able to get the the day that Sunday, but they weren't able to get it for Wednesday or Friday or Friday. So, uh, so that, you know, it doesn't, and if you look at the T-Mobile calendar, there's nothing listed from the last NHL day until July, which kind of shows you, yeah, there's stuff being, there's holds on it, holds on it. And the fact that they have to, that UFC is going to be in a situation where they need to put tickets on sale to the show within the next two to three weeks, they're going to have to finalize a venue before too long. Mm -hmm. I still think they're going to stick, stick with Newark. There's just too much. I mean, fighters have been told, told it's in Newark. It's just, and they kind of owe, 
newer they kind of owe that sh- that area a show because there's yeah there's been the msg shows but those are expensive but there's been two shows that have been planned for brooklyn that have been moved moved to other venues and there's already and there's been another show that was planned for newark that was moved to another venue so they've already had we're supposed to have three events in that area since they went back to to semi-touring and they've moved them all so they kind of owe the area something i do think it'll that show will end up in newark but you all know right. it always change changes and as far as other stuff uh April 22nd, April 29th shows, the Fight Night shows, those will be at the Apex. Awesome. And, uh, and I haven't got this confirmed, but it's been, I've been led to believe the May 13th show with Anthony Smith against uh, Johnny Walker and that kind of deep Fight Night card. It's been told, basically told to me it's going to be somewhere. Don't know where yet, but it's going to be somewhere. <laughs> somewhere it's going to be somewhere, somewhere, oh. somewhere, that's not the, somewhere that's not the Apex. Okay, well, that's, Apex. that's better than just somewhere. And, and they... <laughs> And they talked about on the Endeavor call about uh, wanting to get more and more away from the Apex, Apex, and uh, you know go back that that their plans are to get away from yeah. it more and to do more international shows. Again, like I've said on the show, I don't think they're fully going to abandon the Apex, but I think if they could limit it to six at most a year, mm-hmm. that'd be best. They don't need to. I, I mean, they shouldn't be they don't there need to anyway. Ever run there. They don't need to ever run there. Those shows are lifeless and boring, and uh, you know, just and they and they cost fans seventeen hundred dollars a ticket. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean, they say a lot of things. We'll see what whether to believe them or not. So, all right. Uh, Jordan Oliver signs with Bellator. Who the hell is Jordan Oliver? He's a two-time NCAA wrestling champion. Okay. Who's making a transition to MMA? Right. Uh, oh yeah, I got Google in uh, here. Yeah, you know, the M- yeah. Make sure you don't do the professional wrestler who has the same name. He is a yeah. 2020 oh, Olympic no, team I, member. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him. Team yeah. member, four-time Big Twelve champion at Oklahoma State, and then two-time Division One champion, decorated, decorated yeah. freestyle wrestler, making the transition to MMA, and uh, Bellator snatched them up. So he's gonna. So he's basically gonna go the Aaron Pico route, probably, yep. and yeah, and uh, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, they they handle his early career a little bit better than yeah. they did for yeah. Pico. But but uh, I I think the way I think uh, I think Bo Nickel moving the MMA is gonna open the floodgates for these guys. And now the the so, one thing is he's a little bit older. He's thirty two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know, it's kind of young, kind of old to be starting in MMA, but. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we've seen guys. Um, uh, what's the guy? Um, the guy from Norway. Um, what's that guy's name? Um, in the UFC, um, it's got like an O. Mark Madsen. Initial. Marco, yeah, Mark Madsen. You know, that's yeah. probably kind of what this is a template for this guy. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's thirty-two, but even as recently as last year, he was still like a top, top wrestler. Yeah. top freestyle wrestler in the world, you know, competing for in the finals of the U S open nationals and all that. So I just wonder like how, I mean, obviously that's, you know, he's going to have the best wrestling against anybody he fights, but you know, what kind of striking is he going to have? I guess that's what we'll exactly. find out. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, this one, I saw this uh, Luke Rockhold and Eddie Alvarez to bare knuckle fighting. This is like a, show they got coming up in april right um, yeah april Rockwell's May, fighting whatever. perry april yeah mike perry and alvarez is fighting 
uh i don't even know i saw the poster i i know beck rawlings is is on there too um on the same card it's it almost looks like a ufc card from like 10 years ago like yeah. <laughs> with the people on it um i'm shocked like uh he's like chad mendes that's who it is okay really yeah. eddie alvarez and chad mendes wow yeah wow I, I don't even know what to say. Like I don't even know. What to say. How do these guys have this money to pay these guys? I don't all this? know. And you, and like, you like why would Luke Rockhold do this? He's a model. Why would he want to? It's the same thing with like Paige. Paige Van Zandt. Van Zandt, yeah. Like, is it Lock, these... I, I assumed that Luke Rockhold was, and this is our next news item, but I assumed he was going to be like the the fighting double for uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Like yeah. that seemed like it would be a little more lucrative than this. Yeah, I, I don't, you know. Kudos to these guys for getting a paycheck that they probably can't get in MMA right now. But well, I still I, you don't, don't think Luke Rockhold could get a UFC fight? Does he want a UFC? Uh, what does he does he want a bare knuckle fighting fight like? I have that's what think, I don't get. Like, I have I, to think the I have to think like the offer is too big, like seven figures. Like you uh, think, and then like yeah, I guess it's like maybe some sort of a money laundering yeah, thing. We never know with this stuff, with this stuff, you know. And we, I just still remember that Chad Mendez, Mendez thing, thing where it was like a couple of days after his fight, he's just like, like I'm getting paid more by Baron bare knuckle than I ever have. And then he also let slip that he hadn't been paid yet. And this was a couple of days after the fight. So it was just like, you kind of wonder some sometimes And I, I, you know, they're, they're at BKFC 41. Like how the hell have they got to 40, 41 events? I mean, they don't I make, don't I, I don't, you know, I don't think they make any money because you so this is, goes this is shows. what, this is what he said uh, to Ariel Hawani. He said, it's an offer I couldn't refuse. I'm still a free agent. That's the beauty of life. The beauty of where we're at and where we're going to keep it. Bare knuckle fighting, I'm loyal to them for sure if we stay in that space. So, yeah, I guess they made him a big offer. And then he said, you can actually do your own effing thing, live your own life, not be an effing slave. I'm done being an effing slave, and I'm excited to be partnering with Bare Knuckle to do this fight. I just, I don't know. Although yeah. I may, I may watch it. <laughs> you know, after saying all that, like I'm, I'm very intrigued. I will say, and I guess that's why they sign people like that. So yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and, and the, the article also goes on to say that uh, they will be. Uh, it's yeah, Eddie Alvarez and former uh, UFC title challenger Chad Mendez. Um, or was, was he the interim champ? No, no, he lost oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he lost to Connor. He lost a couple times to Aldo. Uh, and yeah, Beck Rawlings and Christine Fierro. And the other name on this card, did you, did you see it? No. Ben Rothwell. Oh, yeah. 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 Heard, yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy. I don't understand, but I'm intrigued. I will say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that is the news. And oh, we got one more Roadhouse. So, yeah, UFC at the pay per view on Saturday, they were filming scenes for Roadhouse during the card. Um, they took some breaks in the action, and Michael Buffer told us, and they did, they he basically did his intro for these fighters. And I can't remember what Jake Gyllenhaal's character's name was. Uh, Wood uh, Dalton. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and so he was a UFC middleweight. I think they said his record was 17 and one. And then his opponent was undefeated. And um, 
And then they did a like his opponent. His opponent, by the way, is played by a former UFC fighter, Jay Huron. Oh, okay, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's in. He's in good shape. And Jake Gyllenhaal is freaking ripped. Yeah, um, he's not. There's definitely no USADA testing in that. Well, in Dana said that at the press conference. Like, believe it or not. So, um, but yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, they showed this. This fight was. I, I was laughing my ass off watching it because it's like they. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do in between, but the, the way this fight went down, it was like it, he, like the bell rings, and then Jake Gyllenhaal is like knocked down, and it looks like he's gonna get finished. Then he springs to his feet and he starts wailing on the other guy, and he knocks him down, and he finishes, and the ref has to pull him off, and Jake's like, you, you know, swinging at the ref, and yeah, it was, uh, it, it was different. Um, and and they just they redid it a few times, and uh, and then Jake kept getting uh, spritzed. Uh, in between to make it look like he was sweating and uh and it it looked bad like the you know the strikes and everything so i assume that they're gonna probably do some editing with again like he looked he looked like luke rockhold yeah as a movie shoot where they're not really supposed to hit each other so exactly of course of course but uh and when i posted pictures from you know that i took from uh you know from where i was in the building definitely wasn't cage side um people thought it was luke rockhold because i mean he looked he looked like he looks like Luke Goggles. I mean, I, and he could be the double, like. And then, but, and then they filmed the thing at the weigh-ins, you know, the way. Yeah, yeah, I didn't and, see that because that was at the official way or the uh, public the ceremonial weigh-ins. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't go yeah. to that. And from yeah. what I read, the plot of the movie is is he he's a former UFC fighter who who I guess gets kicked out of the sport probably for this, you know, attacking yeah. attacking his opponent and the referee after the bell and has to become a bouncer in the Florida Keys. So Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So then yeah. I wonder where Connor fits in. Uh I wonder if he's playing something similar to the Terry Funk role from the original. Where he's just one of the henchmen of the of the villain. So Yeah, maybe like an old buddy of his and they yeah. were UFC fighters together. Yeah, me and my something. dad yeah, me and my dad were debating debating. I was thinking maybe he's playing the Terry Funk role from the original and my dad was thinking maybe he's playing the Sam Elliott role kind of from the original. You kind of just don't know. We haven't really heard yeah. any details about, you know. The funk role would probably make more sense for the age, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but it, but it's a matter of how much they want to feature Connor in it, you know. Because he he's, came a, out he's to, a big he star. He's a big, yeah. he's a big star, and I think he's big, like he's big enough to have like like a decent sized role. So yeah, and because Jake there's gonna Jones be a lot, Hall's- because there's gonna be a lot of people who who go to see this movie because of Connor. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Jake Gyllenhaal's a big, a big star too. So this, yeah. this, it's a big movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, that uh, I don't know when you know that's coming out or anything. I, I would assume like year, early next year. So. Maybe around the time of USC three hundred. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, all right, uh, and we got some uh, fight announcements to close the show. Yeah, yeah. Not many because Dana said they haven't had a matchmaker meeting in like two weeks. But, yeah, he uh, mentioned that. Yeah, but uh, just a couple. Uh, UFC Fight Night on April 15th, Bill Algio against TJ Brown. Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, April 22nd, Hani Yaya against Montel Jackson. Uh, one you'll like, UFC Fight yes. Night on April 29th, Julian, Julian Arosa against, UCJ. Uh, against Fernando Padilla. Interesting that they're giving Arosa a guy debuting, you know, considering Arosa's uh, recent run and his veteran instincts. 
you know, veteran record. So uh, another big, then, big fight on that card too: the Cody Durden and Charles Johnson. Cody Durden is Charles Charles Johnson. Johnson just fought, you know, yeah. a week ago, and he's already so he's making a, that's a quick turnaround. And then UFC 288 May 6, Jessica Andrade, who just recently fought, she's making a quick turnaround, but she's going down to straw weight, like she said uh, against Jan Zionin. That's a, a big straw weight fight. And then Devin Clark against Kennedy and Chuck Wu. That'll be Jessica's third fight this year. Yeah, um, already. Yeah, and through yeah, yeah by May fifth, sixth. Yeah. yeah, and that's that uh, card that'll uh, you know either be at Prudential Center or Vegas, most It'll likely at, Prudential Center. Yeah, eighty percent yeah, right now. Eighty percent gut feeling will be newer. Twenty percent Vegas. Yeah. All right. So that is that is going to do it. And we are we just went just over our limit, which we tend to do on weeks when there's a pay-per-view to talk about, because there's always lots of stuff to talk about, especially when one of us is there live. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you get your uh, plugs in here? Yeah, um, uh, I'll be back in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this upcoming week with recap of UFC 285, you know. It's going to be a big one. Got to get to work on it. You know, probably be Thursday morning before I'm done with it. Uh, just, uh, yeah, that. And I'm live coverage every week on the Observer. And then and then you can catch me at on Twitter, Ryan J. Frederick, even though I may be taking a break <laughs> yes. from there. I was going to say, as, as long, you better get in with him now before he deletes his account. Uh, Good Lord. I'm just, I'm just sick of, like... Like, I, you know I, what? I made the mistake I, of waiting through your mentions and yeah, like, I, I just, I, I have to stop have, myself from going after these people. I have started to learn what Dave, Brian, all of them kind of deal with. Some of it has been, has been me just seeing stupid shit and replying to it, which I shouldn't do, shouldn't yeah. do, but it's like, but it's like, there's this one guy today who, you know, who claimed he's been, he's been, he's been. Uh, press credential to stuff, and he didn't get the access that Brian did at did at a oh, Re- revolution. Brian went to the post event press conference, yeah. which is part of press, which <laughs> dozens of press members are there. If you've never done that, I don't see how you've ever been press credentialed to a sporting event. This is something that literally happens every sporting event: football, baseball. Basketball, hockey, MMA, wrestling, whatever. There's always a post-event press conference. Like, what the hell? And it's just, just, but stuff like that's been just been driving me nuts. And then other people are just like, I just want to get away from from the internet for a while. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, uh, if if Ryan disappears, you can always interact with me. I'm at Paul Ace Fontaine, and uh, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm tweeting on these shows sometimes after the fact. Uh, live if I'm watching. Uh, I also have the Dynamite show uh, that I do on uh, the Fighting Media Patreon with Jeff Hawkins. I'll be back tomorrow uh, following AEW Dynamite, and then next week I'll be uh, I'll be live at AEW Dynamite because they're coming to my hometown. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, and I don't think I got anything uh, special to plug uh, other than that. So uh, yeah, just just keep an eye on out for that. And then Ryan and I'll be back next week to talk about that big Devolish v. Leon fight and to preview the uh, UFC London show. They're right back on pay per view in uh, what t- eleven days uh, from the time you're listening to this. So um, so 
For Ryan, I've been Paul. And Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.